0: We're going to the end of the universe
1: Doctor Captain The call came from across the stars Over and over again Come to Utopia It's the future time Utopia is And who are you? Martha (laughs) Jones Nice to meet you Martha Jones Oh don't stop. So what's out there? The last of the humans scattered across the night Not even the time lords came this far We should leave Welcome back, everyone. This is discussing who I am, Kyle Jones, and thank you, everyone, for joining us. If you have not heard this podcast before, or if you are a longtime listener, please make sure that you are subscribed to the show using your favorite podcast player. And I want to welcome our two co-hosts and. I think it would be appropriate to go in the same city I'm in. That's completely random, but I will say hello, Clarence Brown. How are you?
2: Hey, man, thank you for that warm welcome. And also, I'll just piggyback what you said. Thanks to any new listeners who may be out there. Uh, Thank you for jumping on for the ride. We are
1: glad to have you. Absolutely glad to have you. And if you are a listener using Apple Podcast, here's how you can help us out. Go leave us a five-star if you would like. And also, if you give us a written review, we will read it in an upcoming episode. So it would not be discussing who if I didn't complete the introductions. And completing that is saying hello, Lee Shackleford. How are you, my friend? John, I'm very well, though. Oh, <laughs> Chan though, Chan, you made me have very happy though. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we we were having a discussion earlier about which of us was going to do the obvious joke when we're talking about uh, Utopia. So, you know, we we should we should each try to do it at some point in the course of this discussion. Chan. So at least we be naughty by not putting it on there. <laughs> That's oh. right. We're, we're really, uh, yeah. in her language, we're swearing all the time.
1: Chan, Clarence so, is being naughty, though. There
0: you
1: go. <laughs> Chan, let's get into the news, though. Oh, God. Chan, I is can't stop doing that, though.
0: Right. <laughs> You're going to end up being electrocuted. Spoilers! Spoilers, though. Oh.
1: Oh. Oh, we'll shoot back. Oh, yeah. yeah. So... I uh have three things in the news, and I think I will say the first one in the order chronologically that it happened, and that would be the Macra Terror is now available on DVD and Blu-ray. This is a four-part story that originally aired from the 11th of March to the 1st of April 1967. It stars Patrick Troughton as the second Doctor, Anaki Wilkes as Polly, Michael Craze as Ben, and Fraser Hines as Jamie. No full episodes of this story, to our knowledge, have survived, and the Macra have only returned once. In what episode, did the macro return. Anybody want to take a guess? Gridlock. Very good, sir. Yeah. Very good indeed. Chan, though. Chan. Um, so here's my question. Chan, for- Chan Gridlock, though. Chan Gridlock, though. Uh, here's my question for you guys. It's on DVD. It's on Blu-ray. I'm curious why it didn't go digital immediately, like Power of the Daleks did, I think.
0: I... I was just reading about this last night and the Blu-ray is going to have like five different versions of the macro terror. Um, and, and so I think they maybe they just want to keep that all together. Uh, that the marketing is that it's all about this, this book or this box you get that has um, every conceivable way of experiencing macro terror. Hmm. I don't uh, know what I about that. Yeah, it's yeah, but you can watch it in basically 133 format and in black and white as if you were watching it originally, except that it's animated mm-hmm. or you can see the full color animation in a wide screen format, or you can just listen to the audio recording, which is all that survives. Uh, or you can watch sort of their photo book version because there are um, pictures that people had taken off the screen and so on. And um, so, you know, th- they had uh, some time back, Assembled, you know, the whole story just using those still pictures. So you can watch that version. (laughs) Um, That's only four. There's another one. I can't think what the other way. Anyway, but uh, oh well. There's one version that has Colin Baker narrating or sort of filling in the gaps.
1: Hmm. Interesting.
0: Yeah. I I don't know if that's one of the others, but um, but yeah. So it's 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 a a lot of different. experiences of the Macroterran, and they're, and they're all together in this this set but I don't know i am looking forward to it it's it's a reminder that uh very early on on doctor who we had a crowded tardis where he for a time had three companions so um yeah literally yeah. from the beginning that's what we had well that's true yeah that that's right that is True from the very beginning, but yeah, we sort of think of them as being the exception or the fifth Doctor's Tardis. But yeah, the third, the the second Doctor, he had it too.
1: So, indeed, he did. So on to the second piece of news, which is not a crowded Tardis, but on the twenty sixth of March two thousand and five, and we are recording this on the twenty sixth of March. 2019 but on the same day as this is 2005 there was a little show that could that returned to the bbc with an episode called rose it'll never last i ah, know did you guys ever <laughs> see that episode just curious yeah the doctor was to get her so quick you no. know yeah yeah she wouldn't make an impact maybe like one episode maybe yeah Who probably be- yeah. move on but if anybody listening wants to hear what we think of that episode, check out episode number ninety of this very program. Very good, thank you, sir. So, you guys, remind
0: me while we're marking uh, anniversaries that as we since we're recording this on March twenty sixth, this is the anniversary of the uh, reboot of Doctor Who. Also, birth anniversary today of Leonard Nimoy. Ah, he would have, he would have been eighty eight. Yeah. Man, yeah, <laughs> but uh, but he was not on Doctor Who.
1: So onward. No, but, but, but I will he say this. Been. That would have been, that would have been interesting. Uh-huh. Uh, but regardless, he was on something, you know, Clarence, I think I made a reference one time on discussing Trek to, or it may have been on this um, show about Star Trek and Doctor Who having something in common, meaning they both started around the same time. They both went away from a certain amount of time, and they're both still on the air today. So maybe he wasn't on Doctor Who, but he was on something very similar to Doctor Who, in my opinion. In that respect, yeah. Yeah. So I have one uh, other piece of news that actually involves the two of you. And for listeners of this program or for this podcast no, we don't mind self-promoting around here, so I'm taking it upon myself to congratulate first and foremost Lee Shackleford and second Mr. Clarence Brown for Relativity Podcast. I believe this week or last week or maybe currently today, Podmatic Podcast Ranking System has given the Relativity Podcast the number one ranking slot. So kudos, congratulations!
0: Thank you very much. Yeah, and on the page where they announced that, they actually called it the best, which you know I. I I wouldn't have gone for that, but anyway. But yeah, we're number one in the spoken word category, and I they've got hundreds and hundreds of podcasts there.
1: So it is an achievement. Kudos. thank Thank you very much. Well, kudos to both of you. So there you go. So guys, do you have any other news or anything you would like to talk about before we get into the review? I guess not. All right, Mr. Brown? No, sir. All right. So, for any one of you who are listening, and I hear from our last episode that Nicole was on with us. She said that this is her favorite part. So, Nicole, Mm -hmm. since you couldn't be with us tonight, this is for you. Mm -hmm. If you have not seen this episode, if you have not seen Utopia, put us on pause. Go watch the episode. Be warned. I will say something nice. Spoilers.
0: Spoilers. Permitted. Spoilers. Spoilers.
1: Spoilers, And we are back. We are back to review Utopia. It is the 11th episode of the 2007 series of Doctor Who. It aired on the 16th of June, 2007. We see Captain Jack encounter the Doctor and Martha Jones before being thrown to the end of the universe. Our spoiler warning has gone out, so let's establish something, if we could, from the very beginning of this. In this episode, The Master Returns, because I think this will make our discussion much easier if we just go ahead and say, The Master Returns. Yeah. Some review. Clarence Brown, what did you think of this episode?
2: Oh, man, this is a good old hearty fun episode. It includes one of my favorite Doctor Who characters of all time, <laughs> back in the fold, yeah. Captain Jack, which, you know, is always fun. And it Touches on a lot of things from new who that if you've been on board it'll make you a little giddy and squeeze just a little bit. But yeah, I love it. I thought this was just a fun episode. The fun episode.
0: All right. Lee Shackleford, what say ye? Oh, I'd forgotten how much fun this part is. Um it is the first part of a three parter, basically. Uh a trilogy of episodes, and I tend to think of it all together, but uh just standing alone. This is this is a lot of fun. How about
1: you? You know what? I had forgotten. I'm like you. I knew that this was a three-parter, but I had forgotten just how good of an episode this was on its own. You know, it does stand by itself because we don't get to the big reveal until the very end. I just think it was, like Clarence said, it was a lot of fun. It was some of the best of Doctor Who in the sense of you're having fun. You're you're wondering what's coming. You don't know what's happening, and you don't know what's happening next. And you just saw um, somebody return. And I always love characters returning. So, totally, I had a bunch of fun with this. So, I have a question for you guys. We see Jack return. You know, Clarence, you said this was one of your favorite characters. And we see Jack returning for the first time since the parting of the ways. What did you think of Jack's return in this episode?
2: Excellent. Excellent. From the moment he comes darting out to catch the TARDIS, (laughs) um, I just found it, you know, fun, fun, which is, you know, what I largely equate with that character. Um, You know, what what kind of was weird is the doctor taking taking his TARDIS and running at the very beginning, but I guess we kinda of explained that a little bit a little later in the episode. But, you know, just fun to have Jack back and maybe to see some of Martha's reactions to him because, you know, she's she's she learns a lot in this episode, I feel. There's a lot of yeah. stuff she at least I don't think she knows. Um and it made me kind of think back to Gridlock uh to that conversation her and the doctor had at the end and i wonder how much of his life that he's actually told to her and i, I don't i'm not really sure how much she really knows about you know the re- regenerating and all that other stuff so i mean again getting back to jack just just fun to have him in this episode and to see him and the doctor interact with each other just just great
0: okay lee what about you yeah, exactly the same. The, w- one of the things that, that tickled me about it was uh, I'd forgotten how much fun Jack is in this, and uh, um, and how important, how much backstory uh, we get thanks to him. We we go all the way back to Christmas Invasion. We get a flashback from Christmas Invasion. Yes, uh, we get we, we get a flashback from uh, Bad Wolf. Yes, you know, uh, or or the Parting of the Ways. Um, so there's uh, there's. It's as close to a clips show as Doctor Who ever gets, <laughs> I guess. Um, but it's, uh, you remember that time that uh, Rose became the bad wolf? Um, so I, 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 but Martha needs to know all this stuff. And, uh, and so do, so does anybody who's joining the show late. It was very interesting.
1: Yes. You know, what was interesting for me about this was less about Jack and the doctor themselves. But more remembering how the Doctor Who television universe at this point in Doctor Who was expanding beyond simply just being Doctor Who. Because if you think about this time, you've got the first, I believe, series of um Torchwood going on. And mm-hmm. you had, you know, Jack starring in that. So we're hearing as he's running out, you're hearing – the music playing under and it is the Torchwood <laughs> music that you're hearing, so, which right. is cool. And it will be, I believe only a year or later that year or the first of the next year that will expand even further with the Sarah Jane adventures. So yeah. that was what I was thinking. Seeing captain Jack coming back was less about their character interaction and more so thinking, wow, look at how dominating, under this particular time frame, Doctor Who was in, on the airwaves.
2: Yeah, and I'll just add, like, I think that every callback, and we're going to get into details about, it, I guess, but it it feels to me that every callback we get in this episode, it feels earned. And I think of some of the other shows I talk about a review, and it seems like things that are painted to be such. Miraculous discoveries or insight is stuff they set up in the same episode. But I love that, you know, even though this us maybe feel like a little bit like a clips episode, it it feels like everything that they did mention was earned. And, you know, we've had time to sit with it and it had resonance when they did bring it up. It wasn't just, you know, I'm going to mention this just for nostalgic reasons, you know, (laughs) which maybe they did. But it all feel like it had impact uh, not only for, like Lee mentioned, for new people who may, may have come on just to see Martha. Uh, um, but you know, I, I, just, I don't know. I don't know. I, I just love all the callbacks, everything they mentioned. It just made everything feel full, I guess is the word I want to use.
1: Now, I, you know, when, when you're talking, I'm sitting here thinking it just felt organic. You know, it just felt like, yes, that's the word. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it's, it, it felt like if you had not have had that, that then I think we would have been saying there was just something missing.
2: Yeah, and and I don't feel like they were just you mentioned organic. I don't feel like they were just saying it just to say it, you know, just for those, you know, um <laughs> stars or stuff for mentioning things in the past. It it all felt like it worked and it felt natural to the episode.
1: What do you think, Lee?
0: Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I agree. I, I was saying that it, it's almost like we're doing a clip show here, but but you're right. It's it, it all feels perfectly organic, and uh, uh, and necessary. Yes, you know, we we we, we got to tell this, or, or it won't make any sense.
1: Well, look at it from the point of view of Martha. If you had not have had all of that callback, if you had not have done that explanatory, mm-hmm. you have this medical almost doctor who keeps trying to revive this person that keeps coming back to life. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Though maybe this episode managed to make, make Martha maybe hate Rose
1: a little bit more. (laughs) There's a lot of
0: twisting of the knife in this. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Obviously since both of them, you know, just have this head over heels for Rose. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it actually made me sad for Martha
2: because As I think of every, almost every companion in New Who, all of them were somehow miraculous in some way. And when you really look at it, she's like the normal person. Every other companion seems like ended off in some spectacular finish or or, uh, going to do other great things. Mm -hmm. Maybe not Amy so much, but um, she's just like normal.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Mm
1: Yeah. I'm going, I, I think you're, I think you will in the next couple of weeks, my friend. I think you're going to change your mind <laughs> a little bit. Uh, maybe I'm just not well, remembering something yet. Yeah.
2: Seems like she finishes. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> no,
1: I, I think you're going to take it back in the next several weeks. I have a prediction that you're going to take that back. But, mm. but I do agree at this point, we'll see. <laughs> at, at this point, I totally agree with you, um a hundred percent. Um, And on top of what we were saying about Martha understanding, we also need to find out, and we did, it never set right to me until they explained it at this point, why the doctor left Jack in the parting of the ways. Yes, I know he was about to regenerate, but they left Jack on the space uh, station, and that always set badly with me, until they explained it in this, you know, this episode,
0: and very interesting to me that that once it is explained, uh, Jack says, "So you're prejudiced," and the Doctor doesn't really disagree. Mm. I never thought I, I, about that. It, it's it's a, it's an interesting admission from from his point of view. But uh, he, but he says, you know, it's it's a it's an instinct. You know, this is a, as a time lord, I just can't. You know, I, it just feels bad to me that you can't die. That's just that's just wrong, and um, yeah, it's it's
1: it's as close to being racist as the doctor can get, I suppose. So let me ask you guys this question: There is something that we have heard, and Doctor Who repeated over and over by this point in our timeline. But considering the doctor's timeline, of where this one falls. He refers to Jack as being a fixed point in time. Is this the first time that that phrase was used? Was it ever used in classic who? Or was this the first time that something was referred to as a fixed point in time? Wow. What a good question to which I do not have an answer. (laughs) (laughs) I'm okay. So if what about you, Clarence? Do you? I have no idea. So I'm going to put out the psychic uh paper to yeah. none other than who? Dave Cooper. <laughs> Probably Dave Cooper. Dave but- Cooper. Are you listening? Come in, Dave Cooper, uh, and answer that question. Fixed point in time. Or if anyone else is listening and you know the answer to that, if you know when the first fixed point in time mention was – Tweet us at DiscussingWho.com or just at DiscussingWho. You can send us an email. You can go to Facebook and look us up and send us a message, however you want to do it. But send us a message. Let us know when the first fixed point in time was. Cool. I'm glad none of us knew that. Gave us a good um, little bit of trivia there. Mm-hmm. So I have a question about the future kind. These are the humanoid type People, I guess. Sure. What are the future kind? Did you guys get an idea of what future kind were? Mm,
0: yeah,
2: Humans with bad teeth. I don't yeah. <laughs> it's, it's
0: kind of a weak idea <laughs> really that they, they do. They, they seem extremely human. Um, they're cannibals, but that's about it. Yeah. I, so I, I don't, yeah, I, it, ma- it makes me wonder if they weren't intended in the script stage of this, <laughs> making this episode to be something else. Yeah, Mm, but I don't know. Maybe they ran out of budget. Yeah. Yeah. Spend it all on Chanto. (laughs) Uh, And
2: and also, I thought it I thought they kind of ran a risk of making this episode feel too cartoonish in the very beginning. Mm -hmm. Um, Once they finally get to their destination and they show the first scene uh, of them, I thought they felt very very cartoonish. And to me, it almost took me out of episode until we got past them and onto the good stuff, you know?
1: Yeah. I, I, I'm kind of like you, Clarence. They, they seem to me to be like the, um, a, like a facade bad guy, you know, like, a just a distraction to, to make us pay attention to something else to maybe not realize what else was coming because really and truly they weren't the bad guys. They were just cannon fodder almost, but not not that they got killed. But I, I, I saw them more as a distraction. Mm. So, why don't we get into what wasn't the distraction ch- with Chanto and Professor Yana? S- question. Did... You, thinking back when you first saw this, had you been spoiled already? Did you know, or if you didn't, when did you figure out, realize, discover, Yana is not Professor Yana? Either one of you, take it away. Hmm. I wish I could remember back to when I saw this the first time. What about you, Clarence?
2: Um, I'm pretty sure I didn't know when I watched it the first time. Because this was my first time actually seeing the master. So it was all new to me at the time. This time watching it, you know, it's kind of apparent very quickly. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, the first time I watched it, I had no idea.
1: So do you recall when it kind of clicked or did it, um, or was it at the reveal? At the reveal. I didn't even know what the
2: master was. <laughs> gotcha. To be honest.
1: All right. Uh, good, for, good, good for me because I didn't spoil it for you because <laughs> uh, I, I was probably tempted to, um, Lee, what about you? Can you, uh, can you recall?
0: I, I'm pretty sure that I, I feel like because I kept expecting that the master was going to be, uh, brought back for the new series that, um, I, I think that I probably went into this thinking that this guy's going to turn out to be the master. I, I, I don't, I don't remember exactly, but I, um, but I love the idea that, that the life that has been made up for him by his chameleon arch has a, has a fatal flaw in it, in that he's got his own heartbeat pounding in his head. He says he's had it all his life.
1: Mm.
0: Um, and um, so he's had that, that drumbeat always. And um, I, I, think, I, I think that's a very interesting idea. And, um, and by this point, it's driving him crazy and it, it it's interesting that what struck me this time watching this episode that i I, that I don't think i'd ever thought about before is that he probably could have lived out his life you know and died as professor yana yeah but he gets triggered by the arrival of a time lord if the if the doctor hadn't shown up and kept talking about regeneration and daleks and Martha mentions the TARDIS and yeah, we travel through space and time. And this, you know, in the audience, we're we're watching Yana's reaction, and it's got to be part of us going, "Hush, would everybody just shut up talking about this stuff?" Because <laughs> <laughs> Yes, it's, please. it's really he, he's starting to put it all together. It's, uh, stop it. Which which is so cool because just a few episodes
2: ago in Human Nature, we were saying the opposite mm-hmm. for the doctor. Yeah, right, come on. Yeah. It, it, And again, like just wonderful how they took something just a few episodes ago and just this watch and and it played heavily in this episode. And we were all there for it. And it felt like it was a beautiful setup. I don't know if that's how they originally envisioned it, but whatever they did in the writing up to this point, they really uh, were able to bring forward something that was, you know, I don't know if it was originally conceived to be as important as it was but they definitely made excellent use of it here.
1: Mm, Yes. I mean, I remember finding or reading or finding something. Maybe I heard it on Podshock or something, but I remember knowing or hearing that there was a time Lord returning. And when we saw the professor with the watch at that point, I was like, Oh, it's the master. Because at this point again, in our, our time stream as we're looking at it now. I was thinking, Oh, well, it's a man. So that means it has to be the master. So, um, Mm -hmm. you know, that was (laughs) what I thought at the time. So, you know, I was like, okay, it can't be the Ronnie. It can't be Romana. Can't be anyone else. So it's got to be the master. Oh yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I was right. So, um, I found it curious what you guys just said about had Professor Yana died as Professor Yana, would that have meant that he would have really have died or would there have been a fail safe that you would have automatically regenerated at that point?
0: I I thought about that as I was saying it, but uh, John Smith only had one heart. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the arch really does change your biology. So, Hmm. Uh, you know? Interesting. Very interesting.
1: <laughs> so I, I think if you if you die while you're uh, living that life, I, I think you're dead. So, Lee, let me ask you a question. You mm-hmm. said just a minute ago the chameleon arc gave the the beating of the drum. Or did yeah. I hear you wrong? Or did I hear you right? No, no.
0: It, I mean, what we learned in uh, Human Nature and Family of Blood is that um, the chameleon arch creates um, – not only changes your biology but also creates this backstory for you and imbues the watch with your with with the with the antidote. <laughs> um so I assume that that the master went through a process just just like what we saw the doctor go through. And um and as with John Smith, he now doesn't remember that he was the master.
1: So he's been living as Professor Yana and yeah. But that um, but the but but the but the 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 beating of the drums, right? So let me just say this: there may be some retconning that they do later, but I'll mm. leave it at that. Yeah.
0: So because, I, because we do, because I, I, I was, yeah, I just said that's his heartbeat, and I remember that is from a later episode where we say that that, <laughs> that beating of drums is the heartbeat of a time lord, and that that's not in this episode. That that is from later on. Yeah. yeah.
1: But this is the first time we heard of it because yeah. no, no previous incarnation of the master did that.
0: Right.
1: So let me ask you guys about utopia. And this was something, one of two things that I noticed, uh, that I've never noticed before. So Clarence, in your own words, define what utopia means just off the top of your head.
2: We never get there in this episode. <laughs>
1: good point. Good good one. <laughs> yeah, we don't know. We,
2: I don't know. I don't think I don't think there is a utopia. I mean there we've already stated there at the end of the universe even it was it Martha? I think it was Martha or either Jack that was kind of looking weird when they said utopia. Um as far as in in this episode, I don't think it exists.
1: But, I but, think but, it's but like a, the word in general. What does, oh, the, the word in general. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're good. You're right. It doesn't exist. But, but, um, but just in general.
2: Um, well, the thing Star Trek said we should be, <laughs> we should go toward, you know, <laughs> a, a, uh, a place where we can be enlightened and paint and do stuff and pursue our <laughs> dreams rather than work for, uh, to feed each other and, and, uh, everything is just given to you in a way. I don't
1: know. Okay. But, but that's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah, Lee, yeah,
0: that's Lee, great. what about you? um well it comes from um uh, Sir Thomas More's uh, novel Utopia which is um some people argue is one of the very first works of science fiction which coming from the 16th century that's something but he, he um, the, the the story tells of a a place where everything is uh, where humans have learned to to live in a perfect order everything works perfectly in this place and the it's it's a made it's a word that he made up from wow uh, <laughs> uh it, but it's made from you know greco latin roots and so it literally means nowhere so, by make, by coining that word, he's made it clear, there ain't no such place. <laughs>
1: which is back to what
0: Clarence said. Exactly.
1: So, here's why I brought that up, and, and I find this very, very, very interesting. Utopia, I, I looked up the definition, and it says it is an imagined state or place where everything is perfect. Again, what you guys were just saying. Mm-hmm. Synonyms for the word were heaven, and parentheses, on earth or The Promised yeah. Land. Mm-hmm. The Promised Land, I find very interesting because in the episode from 2014, the first episode, Deep Breath, of the eighth series with the 12th Doctor, mm-hmm. we are introduced to a character who says, why, well, you've made it. You've made it to The Promised Land. Welcome to heaven. Mm-hmm. I find it Interesting. I don't know if they uh, intended to do this or if this was completely by accident. But it's interesting that one version of the master, Professor Yana, even though he didn't know he was the master, is looking for utopia. And then a later incarnation of the master is looking for the promised land, which basically is interchangeable. I just thought that that was really, really cool. Mm Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and I remember when when I saw Deep Breath, thinking that very thing, thinking, "Well, where have we heard this before?" Hmm. Yeah,
1: and the idea, and let me ask you guys this before I move on from the word: if we're at the end of time, literally, that the end of the universe, mm-hmm. didn't it or shouldn't it have been a little bit obvious to Martha and the Doctor the entire concept of the humans leaving this science foundation? constructing this utopia to save humanity from the end of the universe
0: i think i think i missed the the verb in that question
1: no 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 my question was should not the doctor and martha have thought it a bit strange that this science institute or whatever they were calling it was saying that humanity could be saved from the end of the universe by going to right. utopia if it's the end of the universe shouldn't everything end right yeah
0: by definition yeah mm. yeah um in my underst- i don't think they say this in the episode but somehow along the way i i decided that they're what they've been told is that they're going somewhere that is outside the universe oh, oh wow that's interesting but now i don't know where i got that
2: but yeah, it's, it's funny because I always, I don't, I don't never really think of utopia as a place. I, I kind of think of it as utopian ideas. Mm-hmm. Seems like what I hear iterated more. Yeah. So, so the fact that we have them trying to reach this actual place called utopia, it just seems strange. And especially in the times that they're in, you know, this is the end, uh, which, which makes me wonder, like, how many times are we going to go to the end of something? And I get them all confused. <laughs> I get them so
0: confused now. <laughs> like, yes. have we did this before? It's kind oh, of yeah. <laughs> no, that was the end of the Earth. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. The end of the
1: universe. Yeah, right. Yeah. You know, we've gone back to the Big Bang, and we've gone back to mm-hmm. um, the end of the universe, and the end of time, and the end of the yeah. street, and the end of the road, and <laughs> the end of the block. And I just
0: and never keep. the end of the series. Yeah. Uh, it's you, the oh, that's be good.
1: Because the story never ends. It
0: it feels to me like this is another one of these times where the show is deliberately um, uh, sort of um, uh, flouting its its atheism. uh, We talked about this in Gridlock, but, you know, these people are being told they're going to heaven. And, you know, next episode, spoiler, we're going to find out that's not what's happening at all. Mm -hmm. Because there's no such place, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's so. So that's why they're calling it utopian this episode because, uh, uh, you know, it means nowhere. I, j- I just think that's what RTD is up to. But.
1: Uh, see, I didn't even think uh, that. Yeah. What about it's you, Clarence? No, no. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you, Lee. No, no. That that's all. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's funny because
2: this, if you related it to gridlock that way, but it also relates to gridlock to me because you know the the whole um, face a bowl message that we mm-hmm. get. Um, that's right. So I, I, it, mm. I don't know. And I haven't watched other episodes, so. Oh, <laughs> oh, okay. oh, 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 I mean, oh. I, I don't, I don't care. Cause I've seen it before. No, 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 no.
1: I'm just getting a light bulb that I've never gotten before. Okay. I literally, anybody listening. I mean, I just imagine a light bulb coming up like <laughs> on over my head with what you just said. I, I've never gotten that before. That was how, Oh wow! That you were there in order to know that oh, who the name Professor Yana, Y-A-N-A meant. Yes, was because he was the. Okay, that is yep. freaking cool. I've yeah. never gotten that before. Oh, that is yeah. cool. Well, you
0: you have to get into the into our timeline. You have to get into our future before you can look back across these episodes and go, "Well, Jack was there." Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. how he knew. Okay, that is freaking yeah. awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, but, but it does point to something about this episode that I can't stand. Okay. What is? And it? I just uh, we've been talking very positively about it. and I really did enjoy it, and I think so much of this is so brilliant. And and don't get me started about Sir Derek Jacoby, who I who is an actor I always love, and I think he is fantastic here. And maybe that's all I'll say about it. But why is he called Professor Yana? Why? Who? Did he come up with that? And if so, why? Did his chameleon arch and the master's TARDIS come up with that? And again, why? (laughs) Why would he be called You Are Not Alone? That was a message to the doctor. It's got nothing to do with him. I just think that's dumb. D-U-M, dumb. What do you think?
1: What do you think, Claret?
0: Uh, Go for it.
1: <laughs> I, I, I think that's just Jack being creative. He heard the name Yana, and he had a lifetime upon lifetime of millions of years to think about it, and said, "Oh, you are not alone."
0: Well, yeah, but that doesn't explain why the professor would be called Professor no. Yana. Yeah,
1: but but that was what Professor Yana was called. He just he could have been uh, Professor Bana, and he would have eventually uh, Jack
0: would have said. It. Yeah. But you, but, but, but only
1: one, whatever.
0: (laughs) But then if if he's trying to be helpful, then if Jack is the face of Bo, and I have my, I have my doubts in in some ways, but, but if, if, if Jack is also the face of Bo, then wouldn't his dying breath say, by the way, you're about to run into the master? Wouldn't that be more helpful? (laughs) Wouldn't that be? Constructive and prevent this whole disaster from happening. Yeah. Instead of giving him something cryptic that doesn't really help that much and relates to this guy's name, I just I'm sorry. Yeah, I love you, RTD. I love you, but this is a silly idea <laughs> naming Sky Professor Yana.
2: And it it's also the thing of it being so brilliant that it. Dumb, you know, (laughs) because I I I imagine they have a million ideas of how we can tie these episodes in, and I've been talking, we've been talking about how seamless it is and how um natural it felt, but uh, clearly this is a case where eh, it might sound good on
0: paper. (laughs) That's right. Yeah,
2: I love it. I
0: like it. (laughs) Well, that's it. I think most people they they think that's fine, but that has always rubbed me the wrong way. I think
1: (laughs) what. So, you know, I, I I think, you know, Jack um, heard it and he said, you know what? It was Yana. And from <laughs> henceforth, it's going to be You Are Not Alone.
0: There you go. <laughs> you know what it makes me think of is um, the Irwin Allen shows. This is a thing that they did. They did it in Lost in Space. They did it in Time Tunnel. They did it on voids to the Bottom of the Sea. We would meet aliens, you know, from another planet. And uh I'll tell you my favorite one is this it's I think it's Michael and Sarah. Um and he's there in a in a uh spacesuit and it's got water inside the helmet because he's breathing the water. And he explains to the crew of the Sea View, he says, I am an amphibian. I come to you from the planet amphibia. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you're thinking, wait, why would they call their planet amphibia? <laughs> so uh. so that's that's how that's how I hear it. He's, he's professor. You are not alone. Okay. <laughs> no, no, Lee. All amphibians were
2: named after his planet. That's how it works.
0: <laughs> oh, see, see, say that's, there you go. Exactly. All it takes is one line of dialogue. All the plant, all the amphibians on your world. You use the word because you know because <laughs> your ancient people knew of my yeah. Oh, but that's wow. it. All it takes is a line of dialogue to make that make sense.
1: But if you don't have that, then it's just silly. And doctor it's writing doctor <laughs> the word for healer and wise man throughout the universe we get yeah. that word from you you know exactly so here was something that i found interesting speaking of professor yana you guys made reference to all the things that he heard when he was listening to martha talk about the tardis or hearing the doctor talk about just being the doctor and you know just talking as the doctor does Every time that the professor was hearing something or hearing about the TARDIS or listening to Martha in the background, the music that was playing was, this is Gallifrey. Mm. And I just thought that was interesting that they were basically Mm. just shouting to us, this is a Time Lord throughout the entire time he was on there.
2: Mm. Yeah. Man, and poor uh, Shonuf. I know that's not her name. What's her name? Chando. (laughs) Chando. Chando. Chando.
1: Okay. (laughs) Jen Can, you cannot remember my name, though. Show <laughs> so enough, though. Um, her,
0: <laughs> I'm gonna call her. I'm gonna call
1: her. Show enough, <laughs> though. But uh,
2: poor, poor woman. Uh, oh, he God. just lights up into her when he's like, "Why you couldn't have told me once to open this freaking
0: watch?" Right. Yeah, like it's all her. Really?
1: Yeah. I'm oh, like, it. dude. Hmm. hmm. Show she <laughs> could not have remembered, though. <laughs> <laughs> show no no remember though show <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh,
0: that actress by the way is Chipo Chung who uh, uh I I remember seeing in the uh, the Bible continues um, TV series as uh, Mary Magdalene hmm. um but I just think she's great I just I was just watching it again today and just thinking it's a it, it's really hard to perform when you have that much prosthesis on your face you know and and this is animatronic stuff you know her 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 uh, her little uh, pinchers there, they, they work, you know, and our antenna move. And so it's, it's really good. And I, I'm not kidding. I really do think they blew their budget on that, <laughs> but, um, I just love how different she looks and that Jack hits on her anyway. <laughs> I just, I love that. And she's pleased, you know, but, um, I, I just, her performance there is so nuanced and so interesting. I just think, yeah, not not everybody would be able to pull that off. And she she really does. She's just great, and we will see her on Doctor Who again. But that's in the future. So mm-hmm. I didn't know, um, I know that either. My my I remember my son caught it. Uh, he recognized her voice. But yeah, she is in a future episode.
1: So here's another trivia question for you. Yeah, Chad, but it's do easy. You to- know which no. episode it is, though. I do. So. Chan, you're not going to well. tell us though <laughs>
0: <No>. <laughs> Okay, yeah she's in, she's in turn left She's the uh, the fortune teller ah. who, who
1: tells uh, Madonna Turn left and
0: save that man
1: Chan, yeah. she does not look the same though No Chan, I cannot stop again though Exactly <laughs> Chan, you created a monster though Show you should try hard enough <laughs> so I, i'm going to quit now enough
2: <laughs> changing the subject you
0: should do though <laughs> exactly. yes, no kidding oh. now we're in star wars we've crossed the streams again
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's funny okay so he becomes the master so my question to you is this did you think that he was going to regenerate did you were you surprised by her shooting him what did you guys think lee why don't you take that one?
0: Oh, golly i was so excited i i i figured from the minute that the face of Bo said you're not alone that that means there's another time lord and it seemed logical to me that it's the master you know so that's where we're going to go from here in the series it's going to be the doctor versus the master and then we meet this guy and he's you know, uh, he, he flinches when somebody says Dalek, you know, and the TARDIS, mm-hmm. everything. And I said, "Oh, it's the Master! Oh my God, that means Derek Jacobi is going to be the Master! Holy wow! You know, he's <laughs> it's one of my favorite actors, and he's going to be on Doctor Who from now on. He's going to be the Master." And then he regenerated into John Sim. He wants to be young. Yeah, <laughs> I was so disappointed. I was I was just crushed by that. I said, "I don't know who this guy is, but he's not Derek Jacoby.
2: Hmm. Well, well, let me ask oh, you guys well. this. What, what was was which reveal was better um the series I think eleven reveal of razor or this one, which mm. is kind of different because you know perception filter whatever uh but but what, what do you think
1: hmm you know i I will answer that question, Clarence. I'll answer it like this. It tells us how different the world is between twenty sixteen or twenty seventeen. When that was in 2007, because I think the reveal would have been much more dramatic in the uh, razor reveal had the BBC not spoiled it a week or a day or two um, or three ahead right. of time, because you would have not seen that coming considering the fact that we had a master already on there. Yeah. You know, I think that would have been so much better had they not spoiled it themselves. This one I I I think I kind of felt coming, but I would have been blown away had they not spoiled it. But mm. what what do you think? What's your opinion? Oh, man. Um
2: I don't know. I think this one initially was more surprising to me simply because I wasn't I didn't know a lot about the master at the time. So so this one definitely was better for me as I think of the first time I watched the episodes.
1: All right. So, Lee, I so, have, go ahead. I'm sorry.
2: Oh, yeah. I just want to ask another question real quick. Uh, is this the first time we see the master
1: regenerate on Ooh, screen? Excellent question. I'm going to say, yes, it is. Am I right? Uh, nope. Oh, I'm not. Tell me how. <laughs> TV movie. Ah. Hmm. We're but- counting that one.
0: I'm going to count that one.
1: (laughs) Okay, so did he, did we, what, oh, is that whenever he regenerated into a worm? Yeah. Ah, okay. Then
0: he turns into Eric Roberts.
1: And was that a, okay, so what would you consider uh, shriveled up husk uh, taking over uh, Nissa's father?
0: Well, I was going to ask you about that. <laughs> it's not really a regeneration, but we do see Anthony Ainley walk away at the end of that and saying, "Now I'm the master." So, yeah, does that count? Um, yeah. But so so yeah, I guess the answer to Clarence's question is eh? mm? <laughs>
1: How about yes this? Yes and it, no. This is the first, and actually, this would be the first and only time we, how about this, we re- we see a regeneration for the Master with the regeneration effects as we know it today. Well, that's certainly true. Yeah, it's pretty cool. And did you guys notice that the effects looked a little bit different for the Master than it does for the Doctor? Um. No. Go back and watch it. The yeah. the, the coloring of it, mm. the, the, the master's regeneration had almost a bluish white, a mm. little bit of, you know, it had more of a white tone to it. Whereas yeah. the doctor's regeneration is that golden color that we've known, you know, for all the regenerations that we've seen, at least 2005 forward. Yeah, I agree. I did notice that it
2: was definitely more, more white than gold.
1: Ah, cool. Cool. Now, seeing this different master, whether it's you've seen, you know, the original Anthony Ainley, you've seen Roger Delgado, or you've yeah. only seen Jacoby. What were your initial thoughts of this new incarnation of the master that we now know is the John Sim master? Either of you. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I think I'll keep quiet about it because we have plenty of time to talk about the John Sam Master from now on. So,
1: but just just that initial. No, seriously though, that initial. Don't think about just that initial first little image. Yeah,
0: I'm not kidding. I was so I was really disappointed about it not being Derek Jacobi because what we'd already seen of him and what I knew he was capable of from you know all of his his films that I've enjoyed over the years is that he can play with such intelligence and such um um he can play characters with a lofty arrogance and that's that's who the roger delgado master was and i loved that i love that he was he was just like the doctor only he was the doctor's dark reflection and what we get immediately with john sim as the master is that he's a giggling idiot and <laughs> and the 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 idea that he's criminally insane is cool. Um, I get that. But it's not, to me, it's not nearly as interesting as if the Master is just a Time Lord like the Doctor who who just has a different view of what his life is supposed to be like, you know? If, it's, if he's not out of control, but that he's carefully plotting how he's going to do things, that he's as sane as you or I, um, I think that's a
1: lot more interesting. So that's, that's just me. So Clarence, what about you? Those first few moments of this new mm. incarnation of the
2: master. Uh, s- mm. My first thoughts were wacky, zany, <laughs> um, cartoonish in a way. I know I said cartoonish at the beginning of the episode. Mm. But it seems like this is another mm. bit of, um, I don't know, just cartoonish villain sort of uh, not even in a creepy way,
1: but hmm. So I'm going to echo what you said, Lee, but in a different way. I, and, you know, no disrespect in any way to um, Sir Derek Jacoby or Jacoby or however you pronounce his name, forgive me for saying it wrong, but no, you know, no, you know, slide on him. But I was not unfamiliar to him or with him until this point. That being said, I thought he did a brilliant job of going from this almost – lovable, grandfatherly, happy little professor dude to being, I am the master reborn, you know. Yeah. And I thought that he was so, went from happy to diabolical in five seconds. And yeah. I was excited to see, oh, this is cool. He's older than the doctor. He's diabolical. This is going to be cool. <laughs> Here's a new, and we've come to this zany, you know, dancing around and mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I didn't know what to think at this point. And I, I will say this because I will probably forget it if I don't say it now. I like John Sim master version 2.0 from series 10 better than I like John Sim master version from, th- you know, series three. So mm. yeah.
2: And I wonder, was it like, I wonder was getting having him be because he feels very young um, here, and even mentions it before he uh, regenerates. I wonder was like another plea to get young viewers to watch to have this other character. Was, mm.
0: um, <laughs> I, I, I can see that, and I I think that's one of the things I thought at the time was something. Wow, all of our leads have to be have to look like they're twenty five years old. Okay.
1: Yep. Little did you know that the next one would be 25 years old. No, oh, I said it, it, at the time, I said, well, <laughs> as long as the leads in the show don't get any younger, then I'll be okay.
0: <laughs> uh,
1: <laughs> but I will say this, and, and I know we're so off topic here. You know, I, I didn't know what to think when Matt Smith, uh, became the doctor, but I will uh, argue to, to Kingdom Come that he ended up being one of the best doctors that we've had. So there's my two cents on Matt Smith. <laughs> all You're right.
0: Tough and yes. And you'll notice that, that having young Lee doesn't bother me when it's Jody Whittaker
1: either. So, uh, so there you, go. <laughs> there you go. So there you go. So I think that I've covered all of my notes. So I think it's time for me to ask the two of you, are there any notes that you guys have of anything that we have not covered?
0: I'm trying to think i uh, I, I guess not um, the we we have to take note of this adorable little girl that uh, that uh, Martha talks with for a moment um, and just how how what a sweet time that is and uh, this is one of those things that I have said you know in the past that Russell T. Davies does so adroitly as a writer that he will introduce a extremely minor character and make sure that they've got an important story because spoiler, we're going to see her again and it's going to break your heart. And it's just a few lines of dialogue, but man. So anyway, but, but there she is uh, basically running the show with her little clipboard. Yeah. you know, <laughs> we just, and we, and we love her, right? We, we only see her for, you know, a matter of seconds, but yeah,
1: what a great, what a great kid. So, all right. what about you, Clarence? Do you have any other notes that we have not covered?
2: Well, uh, not really. um, I just wanted to say I love the recap of um uh, Jack's journey um I know they're probably well no, I'm pretty sure people who are watching Torchwood are watching this too, so you know maybe maybe not a big surprise but mm. but but seeing him on and maybe recapping a little bit of. Of of the journey him and the doctor has had and what's been happening in the interim just a little bit uh, I thought was fun so
1: I again I just love seeing Jack in, <laughs> in this episode which you know you mentioning that brought in another thought for me which is they made reference to the hand which the hand had been showing yep. up on Torchwood and this yep. is how the doctor gets the hand back and it plays into a future episode in series four. But what I did not know until researching this afternoon, the comment that the doctor makes about the rift in Cardiff that they're under, the rift was open in an episode of Torchwood that leads right in to this episode, and it was an episode called End of Days. So if you were watching Torchwood, Technically, I guess this could be considered a four-parter if you looked at it from the rift opening <laughs> mm-hmm. in Torchwood leading into the Doctor arriving here and Jack being in this. So I guess technically it could be a four-part story. I get that. So so there you yeah. go. All yeah. right. Let's give our reviews on a scale of 1 to 5. So, Clarence, what would you give
2: this episode? I will give it a 4.5. Fine. Fine.
1: Fun Fun. Uh, fun Fun 4.5, I will give it as well. 4.5. Lee. Cool. Well, let's let's all do it. Um, yeah, uh, I'll, 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 that sounds good. Chan, what number did you give it, though? Oh, uh, Chan 4.5, though. Chan, that is fantastic, though. <laughs> so, <laughs> Clarence is just probably sitting there <laughs> shaking his head thinking, uh, yeah. there he goes again. <sighs> Yes. So, Clarence, where might you be found on the Internet if someone wanted to look at other things that you are working on?
2: If you guys are into technology, I do a technology podcast called Tech Pedition. which if you want to tune in live, we do those live on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Techpedition on Wednesday nights. So come join in, bring your tech oh. questions. It'll be fun.
0: Yeah, I'm curious. How, how, I think I missed that. How, how long have you been doing them live? Uh, for
1: on and off for a, few, for a few months now. Yeah. Okay. So I'm curious to find out what you guys think of the Apple announcements per se. So I'm curious to find out your thoughts. So I'll be tuning in. But Mr. Lee Shackleford, what about you?
0: I always like to point people towards the homepage for, um, the relativity podcast. And that's relativitypodcast.com.
1: All righty. And for anyone listening, if you would like to help participate in the Discussing Network and maybe help us maybe buy, you know, some cups of coffee or maybe a um, website hosting or something that we're doing, mm-hmm. visit Patreon. And for as little as $1 a month, you can help support the Discussing Network. So go to <laughs> patreon.com slash Discussing network. So again, guys, thank you for joining me on this episode. And for those of you who are listening, thank you as well. We will be back next time for another review where we will pick up on this story right where we left off. So thank you for joining us and we will be back next time. Bye, Nicole. (laughs) Bye. And I'm going to leave that in there. (laughs) Wonder Woman. (laughs) Oh, that was fun. You've been listening to the Discussing Network. Find out more at DiscussingNetwork.com. Discussing Who is brought to you by Audible.
0: You've probably heard of Audible, but just in case, they are the world's leading provider of audiobooks. They have more than 180,000 titles. Let me say that again. 180,000 titles to choose from. Imagine a genre, they've got an audiobook. And these files play on smartphones, Kindles, tablets, in fact, over 500 different devices. Now, for fans of Discussing Who, Audible is offering a free download when you start a new Audible subscription, and you can choose anything at all from that vast library. But we know you want to get one of their absolutely fantastic Doctor Who titles, which include New Adventures of the Doctor, but also Torchwood and River Song, and they're performed for you by actors you know and love. Wonderful Voices, Tom Baker, Alex Kingston, David Tennant, the list goes on and on. So try it out for 30 days. And if at the end of the month you decide Audible is not for you, you still get to keep that Doctor Who book you downloaded. So look at it this way, free Doctor Who book. So here's how you get started. Point your favorite web browser to audibletrial.com slash discussingwho. That's audibletrial, all one word, A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L.com slash discussingwho, also one word. And that's how you get your free book. What could be better than that?